Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amazing Race Rewind podcast, the podcast where we rewind back in time to watch the earliest seasons of the Amazing Race for the first time. My name is Andrew. And I'm Jill. And we're here to talk about season one, episode 10. Although I'm not sure how much there is to talk about, because to me, this was just a giant cricket. I think the listeners are in for a little mini episode here. I don't think it's been very long. I think it's going to be the facts. And nothing else because there really was not much else. Yeah. Boring. Um, yeah. But, but it's 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 important well, in the race, I guess, nonetheless. Lazy. Is it even really? What do you say? Uh, what did you say? <laughs> I was just quoting Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> I was just saying that it's gonna be about the facts and nothing else, because there is nothing else, but then I kind of said, Oh, well, but it's still important to the race, but honestly, is it? Would the race have been any different had this episode not happened? See, yeah, I feel like they needed to keep it in just to like make it make sense of how Joe and Bill and Kevin and Drew got so far behind because of the hours of operations thing. But I wish we could just cut this episode. I didn't want to watch it. It didn't it didn't even feel like a real episode to me. It didn't. It felt like a fever dream. It felt like a bonus episode that they gave up on halfway through editing. And would be included in like the special DVD edition of The Amazing Race season one, you know, that they would advertise as like a a, a bonus portion to get and it's just not a good bonus. More copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no competitiveness, no drama, no fun, no suspense. It was people that they were just racing like robots. Although like Thailand was cool, it was the scenery was absolutely gorgeous. I will say that, and the tasks were interesting, and the scenery yeah was beautiful, but. Unfortunately, the racers' drama did not match up. Yeah, there was no drama. It was very linear. Everybody just did their own thing. They did it. They did it well. Nobody struggled. There were no travel issues. Nothing. Yeah, and I feel like as is the last few, the last part of the season, last few episodes of the season are a little bit slower anyway because you have fewer teams, so it's less variability, I suppose. Um, but I think because these last few legs have been stretched so far with all these non-elimination legs so late into the game that it's just... It's just kind of painful at this point. Yeah. And I think this was even perpetuated further by there being two races going on. So yeah, there's yes. Frank and Margarita and Robin Brennan in, in one group. And then they pretty much finish the race. And then we move on to part two, which is Team Guido and then Kevin and Drew. The episode literally is part one and part two. And for that reason, as you said, there's no suspense. Well, there is a little bit in the end, but we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But not even because it's an all, non-elimination, so there's no payoff. But in- you do kind of have that feeling that it is a non-elimination round. So even though there is that race between the two teams in the back, you don't feel as much anxiety as you would if you kind of knew there was no non-elimination rounds left. Yeah. And on that note of non-eliminations, we're like talking about how in the past non-elimination legs where teams weren't reactive to the non-eliminations or didn't give any reaction i was reading an interview from kevin and drew from way back in 2001 where they were saying that at the first route info every leg there would be a warning saying the last team will be eliminated except for non-elimination legs so they were able to figure out that if it didn't have that it was a non-elimination leg so So they weren't yeah they weren't told but they kind of all caught on to that is what you're saying yeah oh i see so that, that makes a lot of sense of how there was no reaction whatsoever to the non-elimination and probably why this leg seems so lackluster as well. I see, I see. Yeah. 
Well, I think we should get into it then. I mean, there's there's honestly, like I said, a fair warning for the listeners, not a lot to talk about, but we might as well cover cover the facts. Yep. So we're starting and we learn right away Team Guido are more than eight hours behind everybody else. And at this point, I don't think I don't think they'll be able to catch up. Yeah, and there's a little interview with Team Guido at the beginning saying that they don't think that it wasn't a fatal flaw that they made because they're still in the race. But honestly, like I there's I don't think they could come back from this. They're an entire day behind everybody else. Honestly, yeah. But and what's funny too is they they being the editors um include that little snippet at the start of the show. And we don't hear from Team Guido again till I wanna say um 30 minute mark. Yes. I have a, I have a note that it says my note to myself was it's almost been a half hour into this 44 minute episode and we haven't seen the Guidos since that little snippet. So yeah. we see them here and it's straight to Robin Brennan who are in first and Frank and Margarita who are in second, correct? Yes, yeah. Robin Brennan leave at 10, 12 a.m. from Tiger Cave Temple and then Frank and Margarita leave at 11.06 a.m. So about an hour after uh, Robin Brennan. What I did notice here is Rob, you know, is just giving a very general start of the race um, interview or just single interview that's obviously been filmed after the leg is done. But he's sitting on a dock, like on a beach, obviously near their next pit stop, just looking like so chilled, so relaxed. <laughs> like he's obviously just been like swimming in the like the ocean yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, what a place to do an interview. Yeah, he's just at a resort in Thailand with a drink in his hand, practically. Yeah. Literally. So they have to search for the king at Riley Beach. Um, they have to do this by taking a taxi and then a boat. And then we and learn there's no that... difficulty. Yeah, no difficulty. And we learn here that the beach closes at 5 p.m. and the Guidos don't start until 6 p.m. So we know right then and there that they're not going to be able to get there in time because obviously they're starting afterward. But there's a little moment where Margarita's reading the clue, um, saying like where they need to go. And then Frank's like, sh- sh- he says, don't talk. The Guidos could be sitting under the car. And, he's, and he said it in like the most serious tone. It was like, what? <laughs> the race is all stakes, all stakes in. Yeah, like it's we can cover anything. All stakes. It's not a phrase. What am I trying to say there? All in. All in. We're all in. Yeah. Thanks We're not taking high. any risks. So and then once they get there to the boat, after the boat, they have to hike up about a half a mile to the detour. And this hike, it wasn't like an easy hike. It was like fairly difficult. But I was wondering how the camera people were doing this with their with their giant cameras, because there were parts where I think they had to like hold on to ropes to get themselves up on the the hike. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's an easier path for the camera people to take. <laughs> Maybe it's completely restricted to them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the detour options. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are climb and hike. Correct. Yep. We'll explain it in a second, but I want to know your thoughts. I, because honestly, I feel like either option isn't bad. I think we would do, if it was you and me, we would do fine with either option. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's much to explain. Like you either climb up a cliff face or you just hike up. But the climbing obviously is quicker. So I think, yeah, I think we would, I would do climbing. I want to go climbing. It looked fun. It looked fun. Yeah. And again, I will, we'll probably say this a hundred times for this episode. There was no immense struggle from either team, really. There was no issues they both rob and brennan and frank and margarita chose to climb um and they both succeeded yeah uh margarita had a, had a little bit of issues but frank was motivating her and maybe not the most helpful or motivating way but she she got through there was a great quote there where frank says like come on you're fine it's just like climbing a tree like when you were oh, yeah. a kid and margarita just goes i never climbed trees when i was a kid yeah yeah it's like that's not helpful <laughs> And Margarita also um, 
in an interview at this during this part um she says where she talks about being the only woman left in the race which i didn't think of but i guess i guess that is the case yeah because you have four teams eight guys or seven guys and she's the only girl left so then after this detour which everybody chooses to climb yeah they have to rappel down the cliff onto a boat into the water um yeah and then i have the note here this is about where kevin and drew start um the leg at 3 or 3 p.m at about 20 minutes into the episode so for the first 20 minutes of the episode we're only seeing these two teams do these not mundane tasks but not overly exciting it's not well i would say it's not overly exciting because neither team is struggling they're able to get through it and also the editing pace is so slow but that's due to the fact that you only have two teams to cover so if you think about it in 20 minutes you're basically giving each team 10 minutes of screen time more or less well yeah which is a lot for two teams to carry and especially yeah. when a team like i don't rob and brennan aren't the most entertaining team on earth like sure they're good racers but what what honestly what have they brought to the season really other than being good at the race i think that's their shtick is that they're usually at the front of the pack or <laughs> yeah I mean, Frank and Margarita, you have the relationship, but I mean, they've kind of worked it out at this point, more or less. So yeah. at this point, there's not much character going on. It's just robots. Yeah. I will say something. Is it something that happens here, um, which was a little bit of excitement for the, well, excitement, that sounds rude. Um, but Rob's knuckle, he crushes or like scrapes his knuckle oh, yeah. somehow on the rock face. And does he like... He doesn't dislocate the finger or something, but he really, it doesn't look good and is bleeding. Yeah, I think he said he broke the knuckle, but I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, it uh, looks disgusting and they have to end up taping it when they're going yeah. to their, as they go to their next location. But there was that. Yeah, first injury for them. Or for anybody, I guess. Has anybody gotten hurt? Not notably enough that they've put it in the episode yeah. yet. First injury, there we go. Historical. Yeah. So basically, they... Rob and Brendan and Frank and, are, Frank and Margarita pardon me, are almost wrapped up with this leg by the time Kevin and Drew start. Yeah, and Kevin and Drew start, and I don't I don't have any notes on them right now. No, I have notes later on, but nothing now. Yeah, maybe, should we just finish up the part one, people, and then move to part two? Okay. I think that's easier, yeah. Okay, so they have to go to Sealand and Trek after this, which is where they have their roadblock which talks about upper body strength is the key or something like that, where it, this is a ridiculous roadblock because all they have to do is kayak. And then... Well, it's supposed to be more challenging because the person who chooses to, to do the roadblock has to sit in the back of the kayak and paddle the weight of the other team member and their bags. Right. But kayaking is pretty easy. Yeah, they have to kayak to a cave and then find the clue there. And then the thing is... On the way back, either of the people on the team can kayak. So I think Robin Brennan switched. So it wasn't even really a roadblock because they were both equally doing the same thing. Yeah. Work-wise. So then after they get their clue, they have to go somewhere near Chicken Island where on a boat where they have to direct the driver of the boat to find um, the route marker. And then they have to snorkel and dive down to grab their next clue. And who was it? I just have a quote listed here, but I don't remember who said it. Because someone goes like, Chicken Island, where's Chicken Island? And someone else goes, right by Turkey Island. I don't remember who that was, but maybe it was Kevin and Drew. It sounds like a Kevin and Drew line, but I think it may have been Frank, actually. Oh, maybe. Sure. Sure. But yes, yeah, so scoop it. Well, it's not even really, it's snorkeling. It's not even diving, sorry. Yeah. Well, they do have to dive down to the bottom, but. 
They do, but it's not scuba diving. It's just right. their little snorkels on. Yeah. So yeah, we keep going. I just have a note that it's a very chill and laid back episode. And we lost all of the momentum we had last episode with all the excitement here. I know. Oh, and then I also had a note. <laughs> I said it, it somehow felt like when your community puts on like an amazing race event, this is what it would be. Like it's just not the same <laughs> stakes, but there's someone oh. trying to make it feel that way, but it's just not being sold. Like there's just something off about this. It's, you know, like That's something. Because there were so point. little teams and just like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So they then reach the pit stop, which is uh, Paylon. Like they basically they scuba, they snorkel down, they grab the clue, they jump back into the boat, and then the boat just takes them to a beach that's like right there where yeah. the pit stop is. Yeah. And Robert Brennan and Frank and Margarita come in like not even minutes within each other, very close. Yeah, Robin Brennan lost some ground here because they they had issues with um, with their boat motor at one point. With their, the motor of their boat, and then at the beginning of the lake, they also had issues with their taxi or whatever, right? Or yeah, the transportation so. they were taking. Yeah. My question originally, when they highlighted the motor of the boat stalling in the episode, I was wondering, oh, is this going to be account- accounted for as a production delay? But I guess it wasn't long enough of a delay to count as that. And I don't think I don't think that would be. A production delay i think that's just like out game. of their hands yeah because like if you're if your taxi driver is slower in traffic or takes the wrong path that's you don't get a time credit for that you know right, right car right. breaks down or something so yeah so i don't think so okay so that's it for part one <laughs> and literally at this point it's almost 30 like almost three quarters of the way through the episode and Kevin and Drew have started maybe a couple minutes ago, and we're finally seeing the Guidos also start. Yeah, yes. And they run the same race we just outlined with the other two teams. Yep. So Joe and Bill, yeah, they leave after the others check in, and they have to wait all night because the first place they have to go closes at 5, and they left at 6. So they have to wait all night until 8 a.m. to start the leg. So they just go to a hotel and stay the night. There's also, is this where it's just shots of it like thundering and lightning and at night and it, the weather just looks bad and for me yes, like the bad weather amazing. seems like a bad omen could be um i will add something here too is what we forgot of when kevin and drew started because the first clue says go to the, whatever the king on the beach and one of them just goes elvis is gonna be there <laughs> i do not recall that <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny okay interesting so yeah kevin and drew they make it they do the climbing on the same day that they start but by the time they get to the roadblock the roadblock place is closed and they have to stay the night there so they've made it about halfway through the leg before everything is shut down yeah then the next day basically both teams are off to a start the, the two remaining teams are off to the start as the other two teams have been chilling on a beach somewhere having yeah. drinks enjoying the ocean yeah and there there was this scene where Kevin and Drew, when they're getting in for the night or whatever, they're, like, taking off their socks because they're, like, all wet because it was raining. Um, and then one of them says, like, oh, everybody's laughing at at the stupid Americans. And then the other one says, actually, they're just laughing at you, not me. I, I fit right into the culture. I, I melt right in. I will say, they it was, it was just later on, like, a couple minutes later as well. Their dynamic was really the only comedy in this episode, too, because yeah. when the two of them are in that kayak together. Yes. That was some comedy gold. That was. There's a lot of lot of talk about their weight this episode. <laughs> they were really talking about their how heavy they were. I don't think that was so much the issue. Was 
for me watching them in that kayak i just thought that they looked like they were going to flip it from the way that they were like yeah. flailing around like neither had trust in the other and they so they were just kind of mad at each other and i thought the aggression of like them turning around to look at each other to talk was going to flip the kayak no i was also waiting for the flip but it never happened i know and that would be bad too because their bags are in there They're too bags. and i don't fully waterproof yeah but there was a comment somewhere i think where kevin said that drew is a big mac away from 260 <laughs> they are pretty ruthless with yeah. each other but yeah that's just the way they they communicate Honestly, I don't really have much else. When Joe and Bill get to the detour, um, one of them has slight issues with scaling the cliff, but they do ultimately do it. Oh, we do have a recurring side character here of a blonde on the beach. She talks to both Kevin and Drew and uh, Joe and Bill. She just seems. I wouldn't call her a recurring side character. Well, she, she she was a side character, and she appeared more than once. So she recurred. She appeared a whole two times. <laughs> she recurred. And I was just scrolling through the Amazing Race Wiki summary for this episode. And they they classified her as a Scandinavian tourist. And I was like, how do they know that? Because they probably had to ask her to put her in the episode. I guess so. But are the people who are writing the Amazing Race Wiki the producers of the show? No, but generally, do you know how to check the citations on Wiki? Oh, I've never, I've never bothered to. Oh, well, give me a second. I will do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where on earth are you? Did you see this? Are you on Wikipedia? Yeah. No, this was the Amazing Race Wiki. It's a different... Oh, oh it was the Wikia. Well, I thought it was just called Wiki. What's a Wikia? Wiki is Wikipedia. Wiki Wikia is like... How do oh. I explain it? Just oh, this different. Is, this is like the fandom page or whatever. Yes, yes. Okay. Um. So yeah, if you just go to episodes... And then what's ten? It's and called to the physical and mental limit. It didn't feel that drastic. Yeah, I mean they they gotta hype it up somehow. They only have one reference here, really, which is the ratings of the episodes. Hmm. So it wasn't a well. We don't know for sure if she was a Scandinavian tourist. Yeah. Who wrote this? Anyone who has an account. <laughs> Maybe they just said blonde woman. That must be Scandinavian. Or they recognize the accent. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, if anybody, any listeners know who's in charge of this page, (laughs) who wrote this? Andrew wants to have a word with you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I literally don't have anything else for this episode. I don't. I mean, Kevin and Drew check in. And then at that point, you kind of have this feeling that the Guidos are going to get there. And it's going to be a non-elimination. And they do. Yeah. And I feel like they're a little bit worried. But ultimately, I don't think they're super surprised that it's a non-elimination round. Same reaction as the past two teams. It was just like, okay, great. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. this episode. Total snooze fest. We're really sorry. We can promise a bit more excitement for next week's episode. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. If you want to reach out to us. Email at AmazingRaceRewind at gmail.com. Feel free to send a DM on Instagram or follow at AmazingRaceRewind. Um, yeah, Andrew, anything to add? Any final notes? Yeah. Sorry if this was a little bit of a negative episode. Well, maybe some people like, they might like when we're a little bit more scathing, but... <laughs> I don't think we were scathing, though. I think we were just bored. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. Help us out. Share the podcast with a friend. Um, And we'll see you next week for episode 11. 
Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, bye.